Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Not that I want to embarrass them in any any way, but last week we gave you the testimony about Josh and Tiffany. Well, Josh is with us this morning, and Tiffany are with us this morning. He was the one that was shot in Burleson uh, just a couple weeks ago, and, and so praise God, Josh. We love you, and continue to speak health and wholeness over you, that God will restore you in, in such a way. No fear, no, uh, no, no scars, no, that God's going to totally restore you in every way. Love you, love you guys. We love, we love our Burleson police, Crowley police, Fort Worth police. I've been riding out with the police in Fort Worth for ten years now, and and serve in any capacity we can. We have number of number of officers that go to our church, and I'll just give you this little insight. If you are for a defund the police movement, you can find another church. And uh, I, I'm not. I, I say that in all respect and and uh, in humor because because people understand that when you talk about defunding the police, even the communities in which it has happened, um, and they've made those steps to do that, crime has gone up 400 percent. So so it's it's ignorance. And I think what uh, Brother Coven said is ignorance gone to seed. <laughs> you know, it, it is. I mean, you know, things like Maxine Waters is saying. I mean, that's ignorance. That's ignorance. It's. And, and it, it does not make sense. You know, and like I said, I've, been, I've had the opportunity to serve with amazing officers. You know, with every, every background, riding with, you know, month after month after month and, and different races. And I'm telling you, they love, they, they believe what they're called to do is a, is a calling upon their lives. It's not just a job to them. And, uh, and I won't we'll go there. I get myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I better not go there. But don't want the anointing to lift. But but no, it's no. We we need to pray for officers. We need to pray for their. They they put their lives on the line. I remember the first call I went out. First time I was out with the police. Just the first night I was out with the police. I I was with the officer and there was a carjacking and a guy got stabbed six times in the back with a tire iron. And, and, and you hear another, another police, another, I was with another minister and they're saying, he's already lost, you know, he's, he's not going to make it. And I said, well, let's pray. And so we prayed and, and, uh, and so we, we were praying over, over this, this, this man. And, and, and so there was a, it was a crime scene. It was three different places. It was where it happened, where the, the body was found, where the man was found, and then where they found the car. And so I go off with the, with the car, and I'm with the other officer, and we're supposed to wait for the crime scene where this car is. The officer leaves me and walks down the street, and he goes, just stay with the car. I'm like, wait a minute, that guy that just had this car just got stabbed, and you want me to stay with the car? Something's not right with this picture. <laughs> but, but a little while later, the, 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 the wife came to the car to get some things out of the car, and she said, he's going to make it. He's, gonna, he's going to live. Also, in the in the same the same day, we were in a, in another place. It was all over off seminary somewhere, and 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 I'm with the call. We're 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 running code to the to the to the scene, and and while we're listening, we're reading the the uh, details of the particular house we're going to, and it says this. It says, resident of the house has a known hatred for police officers and always is carrying weapons, <laughs> and. And so, so here we're surrounding this house and everyone else has a bulletproof vest, but me, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like known. And so we're, we're, and you're, and you want to go to this place. So if you, so pray, let's pray for all. Let's do that right now. Father, we lift up our police officers to you. We thank you, Father, for your hand upon them. I thank you for peace over every police officer, every chief of police, captain, lieutenant, sergeant, all the way down through the organizations. We thank you, Father, for, 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 uh, for the good police officers. Lord, if there's any, any bad police officers that aren't doing it for the right reasons or have wrong heart motives, we thank you that you remove them from that place, that you remove from those things, Lord. So we thank you, Father, for continuing to, to, uh, to put your hand upon our officers to bring safety, to bring 
to bring uh, all the training that our police officers continue to need, that, that are need, Father, to be the best police forces, Lord, in this community. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Anyway, let's get in the word. Go to Numbers chapter 6. And I've been on a series called I Promise. And uh, when we talk about I Promise, some of the things that we saw in this is one that God always keeps his promises. That he doesn't alter the things that have gone out of his mouth. We talked about promise. His promises mean that he's relational. Meaning that, that you make a promise to someone that you have a relationship with. And last week we began talking about this blessing that God is speaking over the children of Israel. And it says this in verse 22. He says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And then it says, And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Now, I'm probably going to get in next week when I get into that last verse, but, but I want to continue, still want to continue with this whole aspect of the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. I don't know about you, but I like the sound of that. I like the sound of peace. How about you? You know, one of the greatest definition I've heard years ago, I believe by Billy Brim and Gloria Copeland was nothing missing, nothing broken. Peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. The Lord bless. You know, I, I referred to this last week, the root of that word bless in the Hebrew, one, it means to kneel. So when God says to bless you, what is he doing? He's kneeling down. Now, there's another aspect in this that I want to I want to bring across this morning is I mean, he says, lift up your face upon you and be gracious towards you. The word gracious in the Hebrew gives us a picture in that picture that it gives us. It means to stoop down with kindness. It doesn't mean to just to give you a gift, but it means to stoop down with kindness, meaning it's coming on your level with with kindness in bringing something into your life. The Lord bless you. You see, the understanding for, for a Hebrew, for, a, for an Israelite, one of God's people, this, this blessing was everything to them. The blessing is, is more than just what we would say, God bless you, or, or you, know, uh, you know, I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored. And we say, all the, we say things like that, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, but it was more than just a phrase. The blessing to them was everything. Because they realized that, that God's blessing with them wasn't just words, but the blessing for them was it was understanding that God was with them. So when they said, the Lord blessed me, it was saying not just that, that he wants to do something for me, but no, his very presence and his very life is with me. The Lord blessed me. Hold your place there and go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And we'll come back to numbers here in a moment. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. And Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am and what I am. And I, this is the Amplified. And I will be what I will be. And he said, you shall say this to the Israelites, I am have sent me to you. Now think about it. this is this is their understanding of who the Lord is. This is their first this is their first um, understanding through Moses of this God that wanted to be personal with them. See, if you read early on here, it said only to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, God, they, they only knew him as God almighty. I mean, a God that could do powerful things. 
But for them, God was saying to Moses, I want to reveal to them as, as Jehovah. Meaning, I want them to reveal that God wants to be personal with you. That is not just a God that can do something, David, but a God that, that wants to get involved with you. So when they heard this blessing that God was speaking, this wasn't man's blessing. This was the Lord's blessing in Numbers chapter 6, that the Lord blessed thee. What was he saying? I am is going to bless you. What is he saying? I am is going to keep you. What is he saying? I am's face is going to shine upon you. And I am is going to be gracious to you. And the understanding of I am is not something that I, it's not, he's not I was. But he's I am. So, so understanding that if we look at Jehovah, he's not just a God that he wants to be personal with us, but he's always in the present. He's always in the now. See, it's not the Lord that he, he's the Lord that healeth thee, meaning it's current. He, he, he's Jehovah, uh, Rohi. He is my shepherd. Not he was my shepherd, but he is my shepherd. So understanding the, the Lord blessing me wasn't something that took place in past tense, but the blessing is always in present tense. The blessing is always right now. So the Lord bless thee, the Lord keep thee, Lord make his face shine upon me is always right now. And so for, for an Israelite, for one of God's people, it was an understanding that no matter where I go, no matter what bondage I might be in, God is presently with me. Why? Because the blessing is on me. That's why it didn't matter for Joseph where he was at, whether he was in the palace or he was in the prison. The understanding was that I have the blessing of God upon my life. And so the blessing was everything. It wasn't just a bunch of words. It was, it was if I have the blessing, then I know God's with me. And that's what you and I have to understand as believers. And, and if, if we don't understand that, like I said we'll, early, a little bit ago, we'll just be spectators instead of seekers. We'll just sit back and, and we'll just kind of go through life and not have any pursuit for him. But when you understand, he's a part of everything you do. Whether you're in this church house or whether you're on your job as a nurse or a police officer or you're an at-home mom, it doesn't matter. You understand you have the blessing of God upon your life. So understand the blessing is everything. The blessing is everything for where I'm at right now and the blessing is everything to do to get me where God wants me to go in my life. It is not only the, it, 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 the blessing is, is him. It's, it's who he is in my life. Now, in the scripture, he said, in, in Numbers, back to that, he said, make his face shine upon me. And I, we talked about this last week. The word face means presence and it means wholeness of being. So when it says that his face shines upon me. He's talking about that his presence will be upon me and he'll be gracious towards me. You see, there's always a connection that where he is, there's, there's power. We see it throughout scripture and I don't have time to deal with that this morning, but there's another aspect of his face that I want you, that I want to see before we go forward. The word face isn't just presence or the wholeness of being but this particular word face, it's panim in the Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew, so I'm probably not announcing that right. But it actually means, it's, it's, when you use it in the tense that it's used here, it's always plural. It's plural. Meaning, we know what plural means, more than one. And it's an English lesson. <laughs> and and this, is, this is what it's referring to when he's talking about... His face shines upon me, and it being plural means he's before me, he's behind me, he's always towards me, he's in front of me. Meaning, no matter where I'm at, he's always in front of me. It doesn't matter which way I turn, it doesn't matter what I might be going through, he's always in different places at the same time. And so if I turn this way, he's there. If I turn this way, he's there. And even, even if I'm this way, he's this way. 
Even I'm this way, he's this way. So this is the full understanding of what it means that his face shines upon me is more than just I'm in his presence. It means no matter which direction I'm at, I'm in his presence. No, where I might find myself, I'm in his presence. He goes before me. He surrounds about me with his favor. And that's why we can see that in scripture time and time again, whether we're looking in in Deuteronomy, whether we're looking in Isaiah, that understanding that his face shines upon me. No matter where I'm at, he's there. He's there. So for for they believe that the blessing was what influenced their lives and their destiny. Not only was it everything, but it's the very thing that would influence their lives. The blessing for them was more than anything else, and it was based on the promise that God would be with them. Go to, go to Exodus 33. Exodus 33. <clears throat> Exodus 33. Thank you, Father. Verse 13. It says, now therefore, I'm reading the Amplified, it says, now therefore I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways that I may know you progressively, become more deeply and intimately acquainted with you, perceiving and recognizing and understanding more strongly and clearly, and that I may find favor in your sight. And the Lord do consider that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, my presence shall go with you. And I will give you rest. And Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Meaning, how is everyone else going to know that I found favor in your sight? Thank you, Father. Is it not you're going with us so that we're distinguished? I and your people from all the other people upon the face of the earth. You see, this is what, why Moses later next goes on and says, Lord, show me your glory. Why? Because the understanding was it's your presence. See, the, you couldn't separate the blessing from the presence. Because the blessing was God. <laughs> it's who he is. And so, so he said, he goes, and Moses is saying, this is what makes me distinguished from any other people on the face of the earth. This is what sets me apart. Come here. Father, I just thank you for your hand on this life. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for your life moving through him, working in him. Thank you, Father, that the Lord bless Gilbert. Keep Gilbert. Make his face shine upon Gilbert. Be gracious towards him. Let your face shine upon him. Bring him peace. Good to see you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Sorry, it's just being obedient. Uh, thank you, Father. You see, the, the blessing is everything. And we, we treat it like a, we treat it like a item. We treat it like an, like an object. We treat it like we, we call the blessing a car or a house or a, that. No, it's, it's him. No, when I have him, those things come. Those things are just a part of his faithfulness in my life. When you make him the pursuit, what does he say? All those other things will be added unto me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All those other things will be added unto me. The blessing is everything. He'll be... He makes his face shine upon us and will be gracious towards us. Great. He stoops down with kindness. 
Go to Isaiah 63. Isaiah 63, verse 7. He says, I will recount... I'm reading the Amplified once again. I will recount the loving kindness of the Lord and the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness to the house of Israel, which he has granted them according to his mercy and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. Meaning all the great goodness they would see was what was granted to them because of what God's mercy, because of his love and his compassion towards us. For he said, surely they are my people. Surely they are my people. Bottom line was it say, no doubt about it, they're mine. Surely they're my people. Sons who will not lie, who will not deal falsely with me. And so he was to them a savior in all their distresses. (laughs) Hey, I mean, do you hear that? That he's our savior in all our distresses. All your distresses. I don't know what distresses have been distressing you as of late. <laughs> Maybe you have, have, have lost, lost a loved one. Maybe you, you've got a, you, you got a negative report in your body. Maybe there's things that, 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 that aren't, haven't worked out the way you thought they should. Maybe you're going through the darkest time of your life. But, but right here in the midst of this, it says, in his mercy, he is the, our savior. Because of his mercy, he is our savior in the midst of our distresses. In the midst of our distresses, he's the answer. So in the midst of our distresses, the blessing is the answer. That's why we look at Old Testament scriptures, don't say, oh, well, that's Old Testament. No. Has God's heart changed towards each one of us? No. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you. So he is a savior in all their distresses. Now listen, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity, he redeemed them. And he lifted them up and carrying them all the days of old. And this is a prophecy. And we know Jesus is representative that angel of his presence. And think about that because of his love for you, that he lifts you up and carries you all the days of old. This is the blessing. This is the blessing. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He lifts up his countenance upon us and gives us peace. Go to John chapter 12. You know, sometimes when you start studying early in the part of the week, you can kind of get one direction and then... Later in the week, you get like another direction. And then next thing you know, it's like, am I going to preach three different messages this morning? We'll see. <laughs> but understanding that the blessing was made available through, through Jesus. That Jesus is the image of God. Lift up the light of your countenance and give us peace. And we saw last week, this is all done through Jesus. No, I know maybe I feel like I'm skipping around a little bit, but I have an assignment of you know, all tied together. I'm believing that anyway. So believe me. <laughs> Lord. Jesus said this in verse 46. He says, I am come as a light into the world that whoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. I am come as a light into the world. Now, if we connect this to the blessing, lift up the light of your countenance upon us and give you peace. Here it says here that I am come as a light into the world, that whoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. Should not abide. If, if you feel like darkness is all around you, then you've been hanging out in the wrong place. We have to get over here under the blessing. And I'm not saying that to be sound, sound spiritual or religious. I'm saying that's where life is. It's found in him and him alone. 
As long as you try to do things your own way and go, go continue to go in the same direction, then what happens is you're constantly, constantly in a place where, where there's, where there's questions. But when I'm, when I find myself in the light of his countenance, that's where I find peace. You don't need to turn there, but John eight, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And anyone that walks in me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said in Luke 4, 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So Jesus said, the, the, the light is on me. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to do something. He's come to anoint me to, to, to set people free. So if we understand this connection that his face shines upon me and he's gracious towards me. See, the anointing of God being present in that day was him being gracious to the earth. The anointing, the ability to set people free, deliver them, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, set at liberty them that are bruised, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is God's face shining upon them and being gracious. This is the light of his countenance giving peace. You see, if he preached the gospel to the poor, what would, what would the gospel to a poor man be? That they don't have to be poor anymore. So ultimately, what Jesus preached and what he did was to bring peace. If someone had, had blind eyes and now they don't have blind eyes, then now they have peace. If something was bruised and now they're no longer bruised, now they have peace, right? So when we talk about lifting up the light of his countenance and giving us, and, and giving us peace, this is an understanding that Jesus is the anointed one. Thank you, Father. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians 4. Because there's a connection of his presence and him being gracious towards us, getting down on our level, to bring us up to his level, to bring healing to our bodies, our minds, restore every aspect of our lives. That's what the anointing does. And thank you, Father. Second Corinthians chapter four. Verse four. It says, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, now think about this. The God of this world, we know that's Satan, right? It says that he blinds the minds of them that don't believe, so that they don't see the gospel of Christ. That's what the enemy does not want the rest of the world to see. They do, he does not want the rest of the world to see the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the, the freedom, the good news that's found in Jesus. That's what the God of this world, that God will try to discount the word of God, the, the nature of God, the omnipotence of God, the power of God, the church of God, the minister of God. The, the world will do everything that he can to discount this. Why? Because he does not want the world to see the light of his countenance. Because the light of God's countenance is the power of God to set all men free. The anoint- Jesus was the Christ, the anointed one. That wasn't his last name. It was Jesus, the anointed one. And that's the light of God's countenance to be gracious towards us and give us peace. But the world does not want anyone to see who Jesus is. That's why, that's why, that's why Muslims will say he was just a good prophet. That's why atheists will say, 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 well, he, he might have been a good man. But yet he's not God. Jehovah's Witness will, will say he's a, he, you know, he was a teacher, but they won't say that he's Lord. So we, we have to understand that, that, that there's something to the understanding of the light of his countenance, which is Jesus. Now, when I go into this aspect of verse five says, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. Say that with me, the Lord. We talk about the anointing and we talk, talk about Christ. 
But what the Lord put in my heart this morning to transition to here at the end is, is he Lord? Is he Lord? Go to Acts chapter 2. The blessing was everything to the children of Israel until until other things became more important, until other things became Lord. Acts chapter 2, and this is right after, this is the first message that was ever preached under Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 31. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Jesus, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into heaven, but he says... He says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand. He's talking about Jesus. My Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you have crucified. He's both Lord and Christ. You see, we can, we can talk about Jesus being our homeboy. Jesus being our friend. Jesus, Jesus being personal. You know, Jesus, I hang out with Jesus. You know, Jesus and I, we're tight. You know, we, we, Jesus and I, we, we're tight. We're, we're cl- and I'm not, yes, he sticks closer than a brother. I understand all that. But what happens is we can lose the understanding of his position and place in our lives. Here he said, this same one that David said, my Lord says to his Lord, sit at my right hand. We know who's sitting at the right hand, Jesus. And he said, let all of Israel know, let all of Israel know, let all God's people know that assuredly that he's not just Christ, but he's Lord. He is Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord in Christ. Yes. He's my healer, but he's also my Lord. He is the one that was anointed to set the captive free, but he's also Lord. The Lord bless thee. The Lord keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. It's the Lord. The Lord. Go to Romans chapter 10. The Lord. He's both Lord and Christ. Thank you, Father. So for the children of Israel, the blessing was everything. But for us, we have to understand... Jesus has to come to a place where he's everything. Because Jesus is the blessing. Is he everything to you? Are you just a spectator or are you a seeker? Romans chapter 10 verse uh, where are we going? verse 11. says the scripture says no man who believes in him who adheres to and relies on him and trusts in him will ever be put to shame or disappointed. Wow. No one that ever trusts in him will ever be disappointed. Wow, that's a strong statement. Verse 12, no one, no one, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us. And he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon his name. 
He's Lord over all who call upon his name. He's Lord over all who call upon his name. And what does he say? He richly, he richly, he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon his name. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Lord, he's Lord and he's Christ. Now let's go to Acts chapter 10. And there's a lot of scripture here. but The word is more anointed than I am. Hallelujah. Verse 34. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Most certainly and thoroughly, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and there's no respecter of persons. And we've seen this. We've seen this. We just saw this in Romans. No, no, he's no respecter of persons. He says it again. He says, but in every nation, now listen to this. He who venerates and has reverential fear for God, treating him with worshipful obedience and living uprightly is acceptable him and sure of being received and welcomed by him. You know the contents of the message which he sent to Israel, announcing the good news of the gospel of peace by Jesus Christ, who is what? Lord of all. What was the message? You know the contents of the message that he sent to Israel announcing the good news of peace by Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. (laughs) See, the, 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 the message not just is what Jesus could do, but the fact that he's Lord. That's the contents of the message that he's Lord of all. This same message which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee, after the baptism preached by John. And what was the message? How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power. How he went about doing good, in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. He's Lord of all. He's Lord of all. He is Lord and he's Christ. He's Lord and he's Christ. As a, in my, I'll just do my own personal life. In my own personal life, I want to come back and be at a place of all, not A-L-L, but A-W-E, all of who he is. Just as the Israelites were dependent, just as Moses was dependent upon the blessing, I want to be dependent upon him. All, in awe of him. What does the word all mean? It means a feeling of reverential fear with respect, yet mixed with, a, with wonder. What is all? It is a feeling of reverential fear with respect that's mixed with respect yet with wonder you have this respect but there's this wonder see this is how as believers we need to be pursuing god in our lives let me close with this romans chapter uh, i'm sorry psalms 89 psalms 89 A feeling of reverential fear with respect, but yet mixed with wonder. Is he Lord to you today? Is he Lord of all today? Is he Lord over all of your life? Verse 4, remember in the Amplified. He says, your seed I will establish forever. And we know who, that's a capital S, so we know it's referring to Jesus. Your seed I will establish forever, and I will build up your throne for all generations. Let heaven and the angels praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the mighty can be likened to the Lord? 
a God greatly feared and revealed in the council of the holy ones. And to be feared and worshipfully reverend above all those who are round about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a mighty one like unto you, O Lord? And your faithfulness is round about you. Who is like you? As I close, we have to come. I want to come to, I don't want to say we, because let's talk personal. Because it's a choice that each one of us has to make in our life. You're not just Christ that saved me, but you're my Lord. You're not just the anointed one, but you're my Lord. You are Lord in Christ. Has God always been Lord over my life? No. Have I chosen other things above him? Yes. But I believe as the church, I believe as believers, we have to get beyond just being spectators and being be seekers. There's a difference. For instance, There's a time when Jesus was walking through the streets and you had people crowding all around him, touching him. And yet Jesus said, someone touched me. But the disciples said, well, everyone's touching you. Everyone's touching you. But he said, no, (laughs) it was a different touch. It was a touch of faith. It was a woman with the issue of blood. So there's a difference between me and a spectator. And being a seeker. You can show up to church and, and, and touch him from a distance, but are you seeking him? You may wake up in the morning and, 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 and do, do, your, do your traditional Bible, you know, get, read, your, read your scripture on, on version Bible and, and you go about the day and you're like, well, okay, I did my religious thing, but are you really seeking him? There was a time when the whole house was filled with people. The whole house was filled with people. And it said even the presence of the Lord was there to heal. And yet yet it wasn't until four men that, that, that ripped off a roof and lowered a sick man down through the roof. See, see, there was a lot of spectators in the house. But it was when people became seekers that then they stepped into the awesomeness of who God is. There was a lot of people walking up and down onto the road of Jericho. Time and time again, Jesus would go up Jericho, he'd go down Jericho, and then all of a sudden, this particular time, people were walking, and all of a sudden, there's a blind man, Bartimaeus, and he says, Son of David, have mercy on me. There's so many people being spectators, but are we really being seekers? See, if we just look at him as the anointed one, then we'll just settle for what we can see but never experience. I don't want to talk about other people's miracles. I want to talk about what God's doing in my life. A spectator is, is, is I'm, I'm settled for, for, for being inspired, but am I really changed? And so when I truly make him Lord of my life, I switch over from just looking at Christ and now he's Lord in Christ. He's Lord in Christ. I want us to be in a place. I want to be in a place in all of him. Where I understand this blessing, this blessing. It's what influences my life. It directs my destiny. It empowers Every aspect of my life. I don't want to be a spectator. I hated sitting on the bench. I hated watching from the sidelines. Be a seeker. Let's be seekers of him. But if he's not Lord, you'll be seeking everything else. If he's not Lord... You won't surrender the needful things. See, it was the moment the children of Israel stopped surrendering to him that they lost everything. That's when we surrender to him, when he's Lord. See things that 
we will see the things that up to now our eye hasn't seen or ear heard. The things he's prepared for us. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for your blessing, Lord. We make a determination in our hearts today that we wouldn't just be spectators, but we'd be seekers. That we wouldn't just see you as a, and, and talk about you as that you're one who's powerful, but yet not make you Lord. That we wouldn't get complacent with you. We wouldn't just treat you as, as someone that we would, the way we would treat anyone else in our life, but we would treat you as something set apart, something holy, something magnificent, something, something extraordinary, something that's more precious than anything else. Lord, let my relationship be more important than anything else to me. Let your word be more important to me than anything else. Let your report be more important than any other report in the world. Let your voice be the most important voice in my life. Let your house be the most important house. Let your voice be the most important voice. Today, Lord, I, I, I declare that you are the Lord of my life. If you choose to make that same declaration this morning, just stand to your feet and lift your hands. Hallelujah. There's an old, I'm say an old song, but just bear with my singing for a moment. It says, We fall down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. It's all about him. We fall down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. some things that you just need to give over to him today. It's not necessarily about coming to up front and before me. This is a, this is the secret place of your heart. And I guarantee there's not one person in this place that this message isn't for. Right now, just in your the quiet place of your heart. Maybe just ask ask the Lord between you and Him and just ask the question. Just ask Him just in your own. Just get quiet and just say, Have I made you everything, Lord? 
then let him speak back to you in the stillness, the still small voice. He's not going to speak a condemning voice to you. He's not the condemner. He may say, you know, just stop that or start doing this. Let go of that relationship. Yeah, make this adjustment in your life. God's not the condemner. He's the convincer. The word convict means to convince. I declare that you're Lord over my life today. And I give you access and entrance to move in my life, to correct me where I need to be corrected. I want to be in awe of who you are, Father. That you truly would be everything. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord.